Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by the Gateway Section of the PGA. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pearlie. is sitting in a chair next to me. Meet, what's that like? I just blew in, and I'll be blowing right back out. <laughs> we formatted the show like around the golf. The first segment's called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by the Gateway Section of the PGA. You know, John, these guys do so much for the game of golf, not only here in the Gateway Section, all over the place. When you were growing up in the various cities that you grew up in, Chicago and Detroit and all of these d- different places, there there was always, and, and it was a little different when we were kids because the pro was the man. And why did that change? I wonder. It's it's the it's the financial dynamics of the of the country clubs where they had club managers now and and uh, they they basically realized that the the pros were probably making a little more money than they should have, which probably wasn't right but that's what they did but why why in so many cases and not all did they lose their authority uh around because, the club because what i can they, see that why they lost the money i'm yeah. getting that i think you're right about that so when the money stopped going away they stopped getting guys that could play you know and now you get guys that might be good managers or, or younger kids that'll work for less money and so you don't have i mean playing with the pro when i was a kid was like a, a tremendous honor yeah, they were, were like, kind of the president wow. of the club almost, the yeah, CEO. Yeah, it was like, they, you're the man. Like, yeah. You're the chairman of the board sort of thing, and you get to play golf with them. Now, some of the pros, you know, can't play as well as some of the best members at the club. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it's completely different. I, yeah. I, we kind of grew up watching that change, and yeah. I can remember through my life, through the career, through being involved with golf, I watched and I was aware of the change, and I always thought it was a little bit unfortunate, personally. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, we, it lost a little bit of the flair, and I'm. I kind of like it when... There's that guy that's in charge of a lot of that stuff. I, I, there, yep. There's a there's more of a direction, and I'm okay that somebody's in charge of all that kind of stuff, especially when they really knew what the heck they were doing. Yeah, no kidding. And so that's there's 300 men and women in our section. Just want to thank them. Thanks for doing what you do. Thanks for helping us with our golf experience. Help. Thanks for putting in those 12 hours behind the scenes, all that hard work. Those men and women are great. Pearl, what do we got on social media? What's up uh, with the social stuff? We got anything to report? Nope. Perfect. Love when you've done your research and you've come up with a good answer. But we have Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. These guys have plenty to report. They will help you make your home beautiful. They'll work on the inside of the home, the outside. There's nothing they can't do to make your home great. Give them a call. All right, so Pearl, we kind of have a little bit of a grab bag show for this week, which I think it's kind of fun and fitting for this time of year, you know? And fitting for this show. Yeah, well, of course it's fitting for the show because we're loose with the details, we're super <laughs> loose with the facts, and we're just super loose. That's all there is to it. Maybe we should be a little tighter, but we're not. So we're kind of in that part of the golf year that is, you know, it's the wraparound season, so we're in 2021 kind of playing for 2022 and they're playing some of the lesser known events that I'll call in the tour. We talked about a couple of shows ago while we talked about the PGA tours created this cast system with different tournaments and, and things uh, that are, you know, the majors leading the way at the upper end of the food chain. And then you have the world golf championships and then, you know, have some of these events, but 
the importance and and what you see is kind of fun. We saw uh, Rory just whip some ass last week and and claim his twentieth PGA Tour victory, which is just terrific. And we saw Ricky Fowler hop back into the scene, which I thought was really. I'm a I'm a huge Ricky fan. I don't know about you. Absolutely. How do you not like Ricky? But there's another guy, as we talked about with uh, DeChambeau, that people love to start kind of chipping away at and, and, and beating up. You know, for the longest time, he couldn't win the big one. Well, then he won one of the all-time great wins at TPC when he had phenomenal shot after phenomenal shot. It was just so much fun. So he obviously showed that he can stand in there under the toughest of circumstances. But here's a guy that's gotten married Things have changed. He had a huge run, and so he hasn't played fantastic. And everybody wants to come up with reasons of, well, he's not trying hard enough. He's not focused on that. Well, guess what? He's doing what he wants to do. He's also got a gazillion dollars in the bank, and now apparently maybe he's going to focus a little bit more on the game. I think instead of people chipping away at him that he didn't win and, oh, this is the X amount of time that he's been leading after 54 holes and didn't win – what about the fact that he hasn't even contended for a while? He's made that comeback. And if you know the game, in most cases, this is part of the process. Oh, absolutely, Pearl. Plus, what is it like? How many people have been in that dark hole and been able to, to, to keep fighting to get their way out? How many people? Some of them you've never heard of their names again. So That's let's right. keep that in mind. That's right. Some have, right. have stayed there and fought for a long time, popped up once in a while. Some come back a little bit. Some come back all the way. You know, one of my favorites on that, and, and I again, it's the Jay, Golf with Jay Delsing show, so I'm only close on this. Right. But about how many tournaments did uh, Jack Nicklaus win? Oh, man. That's a great question. It's about 70. Okay. Okay. I'll how many times that. did he come in second? Well, I know he had 19 seconds in majors. I know that for sure. So did so that's not a, for sure, but you know what I'm but saying. But I know you're you're, sure, you're close for sure. Uh huh. Right. Sort of for so, sure. So I didn't know that, but he had about the same number of seconds as he did first. And then if you start adding up his thirds, fourths, and fifths, there are a lot more than his firsts. So did he choke all those times, Jay? Is Jack really right. a choker? He right. he blew it 70 percent of the ch- time when he had a chance. Is that is that a, is that a choker? Right. That, make, that just makes me crazy. It, and, and all it says when people w- talk about that, write about that, is they don't really understand the game. Pearl, 100%. I was thinking about this the other day. I was out, w- watching Joe's uh, volleyball game at senior night at Narex. It was really fun. They honored the seniors and everything. And there was a little boy. He couldn't have been three years old. And his parents were sitting next to me. And I, was, I like to kind of sit by myself. And they kind of moved over here because there was some room and this little kid was running all over the place right and learning to run and falling down and i thought you know what's so interesting about life we get in this old age and these mindsets that where we've listened to either uh lousy stuff or and we get discouraged and we get pissed off and we get frustrated could you imagine if you were one and a half or however old this kid was, and every time you fell down because you were learning to run, you got pissed and you stopped trying? Hey, Meat, is a little, is a little something coming out about Jay's age here now that he's turned 61 and he's kind of got a little bit of the angry old man trying to trying to get past that? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? Or is no, that... I'm talking about good attitudes here. No, I know you are. About... I know, I know. But, I mean, think about that. Could you imagine if you were a little kid and you, because you didn't know how to walk, you got piss at yourself? But that's why you want to be around little kids. And that's why you want to be around younger people to see some of that, the times where how are they approaching, you know, life. Yeah. And, and a three-year-old 
tends to approach it just about the way the rest of us should. It's it's it's, it's wide open. It's a smile on their face, and they you know they fall and get hurt, and then they shake it off. They cry a little bit. And they get back up and do it all over again. I got to tell you a quick story if we have time. We got time for a, a grandson story. Oh sure. So my son-in-law and grandson turn his mic off. Me. <laughs> last last oh wait last, yeah. last week. Keep her off. All right, all right, all right. You guys are killing me. I'll save it for later. Go ahead. No, no, you're not going to hear it now. Okay. It's not going to oh, happen. Good. It worked. Me. Way to go. No. So um, when I think about that though, Pearl, one of the things, and we've talked about this so many times about playing on tour and um. And life in in your in your business life, the ability to get back up, the ability to for Ricky Fowler to go, hey, let's hey, look at look at his beautiful wife and say, hey, let's start a family, let's bag this. I got twenty five million dollars in the bank. I did a nice job. I'm thirty in my middle early middle thirties. Let's just you know buy a couple houses. Got enough money to live the rest of our life for. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. He's got more drive than that, and he's such a such a great player. Anyway, you were you were pumped that he's had a spark of maybe a little bit of a comeback, getting some confidence back. I certainly felt the exact same way. And in the intro, you've got the guy who was kind of maybe emotionally not devastated, but pretty much whacked from the Ryder Cup, Rory. He's he's kind of said to himself, I think, and he's said as much on TV. Kind of looked in the mirror and said, you know, I need to get this thing going again. Yep. So you get that guy with a little spark, and you're trying to make a comeback at the same time. And Rory turns it on. I'm not sure it matters who Rory's playing against. If Rory turns it on, who's really going to just stop him in his tracks? I agree, Pearl. Is there anybody though? No. I mean, no. He's got a, he's got a different gear. He doesn't show it often, but one of the things Philly Mick was talking to the young studs, the Justin Thomases and the guys, the Shafflays and Cantlays, and they were the guys were saying this. I've said this on the show before. They're like, "Oh man, you're so lucky, Phil. You got to take on Tiger in his prime. I wish I had the chance." <laughs> and Phil looked at him and was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> How many events does Phil win if Tiger doesn't show mm. up? It could have been I know. An, an unbelievable number, but it didn't happen that way. No. Right. I mean, Tiger's got, what, 82, and Philly Mix got 45. Well, and, you know, that's what we were going to talk a little bit about, too, is when you run up against that guy, you know, we talked about Lester, John Lester last show, you know, a certain, to say the least, the level of intimidation of a, just a, of a gamer, of that guy, a competitor. You run up against that guy that you know, hopefully you don't know and feel this way, but they 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 not only can beat you, probably going to beat you. Yep. Tiger, you knew, was going to beat you. And we watched Tiger take people like Colin Montgomery, Davis Love, some of those people. Greg and, Norman. And just kind of go, I, yeah, I know you were number one, but actually... It's, you might be two, but it's right. not close anymore to number one. Exactly. Absolutely. And when you know that, you and I have played against guys like that in high school basketball. Yep. You obviously did on the tour, et cetera. That, that, that's a tough feeling in your gut oh. when, you're, when you're up against that. we got to talk about that uh, more on the front nine. Uh, folks, we'll be right back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. I want to thank the Gateway section of the PGA of America for supporting the Golf with Jay Delsing show. 
Um, there are over 300 men and women, PGA professionals, and over 100 golf facilities in the greater St. Louis area supporting us. They're experts in the game. They know the business of the golf, of golf. And at this point in time, this pandemic, the golf courses are jammed. These folks are working 10, 12-hour days and just doing great stuff and really appreciate them. Every time you pull up to a public course or a private course, a driving range, there's a really good chance by that that facility is run by a member of our section. Some of the examples of the programs that are run by these PGA professionals and the Gateway PGA section include PGA Reach, Drive, Chip, and Putt, PGA Hope, and the PGA Junior League. To learn more about the Gateway PGA, go to gatewaypga.org. To find a local PGA professional coach for your next session, go to pga.com. The PGA growing this game we love. Marcon Appliance Parts Company needs to recognize the sponsors, staff, and volunteers who made the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic in St. Louis a huge success. Without the tireless effort of hundreds of dedicated people this past year, this PGA Champions Tour event could not have achieved the success it did. The winner in golf is the person with the lowest score. But the big winner of this event is the people and communities of need in the St. Louis area and the tremendous boost to the St. Louis economy as a whole. Well played by everyone who put in the time to make this a wonderful event. It's great to live in your community. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts. I am delighted to welcome Marie Davila to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. I'm sure you know where it is, but in case you don't, Marie Davila is a landmark out in West St. Louis County. It's located on the corner of Clayton and Weidman Roads. It's also on 21 beautiful rolling acres right on the way out to Queenie Park. It's a country club-like atmosphere. It's iconic, and it's absolutely gorgeous. When my dad died and my mom decided she didn't want to live alone, Marie de Villa was the first place we called. When we pulled up, we were greeted at the front door by the owner. He took us around on a tour of the facility. We learned that there are one, two, and three-bedroom villas that you can live in, and there's also 24-hour care in the East, West, and the Waterford buildings. So Marie de Villa had everything that my mom wanted. One of the things that stood out in my mind as well was the way the family-owned business treats their guests. That's right. They refer to them as guests, but they treat them like family. So if you're in the process of trying to make a tough decision for this next part of life, you got to visit Marie de Villa. This is local. This is family. And this is St. Louis. This is Marie de Villa. Come be our guest. Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic. I want to give a shout-out to my friend Colin Burnt over at the Dean Team of Kirkwood. Folks, if you're looking for any sort of vehicle, I know it says Volkswagen of Kirkwood. Colin has a parking lot full of new and used cars. I was just over there the other day. I bought 
of used VW Passat for my daughter, Joe, who just totaled it in an accident. She texted me, by the way, and said, Dad, I tapped a car in front of me. She tapped it so so well that the car's totaled. Anyway, I talked to um, to Colin, and he is working out a new vehicle for us. But we went over and looked. There is a huge selection of cars over there. My buddy, Pearlie, that does the show with me, had bought a used Toyota truck from Colin and just loved the service and loved the vehicle. Um, 314-966-0303. This is like dealing with family over there. These are great people. Colin's there. His right-hand person, Brandy, is there to, to do anything they can to get you in the vehicle you want. Give them a call today. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything. So we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101 to see how they can help you stay in the game. That's Ed Fogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are farmers. Hi, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. That's right. SSM Health Physical Therapy has TPI, Titleist Performance Institute, trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screen on you, as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. It is awesome. Proper posture and alignment can help you keep it right down the middle. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call them at 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSM Physical Therapy. Dot com. Your therapy, our passion. One thing I've learned over the years is that many people don't realize that standard insurance policies aren't robust enough to handle their accomplished lifestyles. Ensuring your personal success adequately, that's serious business. At Powers Insurance, they don't believe in treating clients like policyholders. They treat them like friends and family. Tim Davis at Powers Insurance can offer more than a policy. He has the knowledge and experience to properly protect your busy lifestyle. Call Tim Davis at Powers Insurance today, 314-333-4913, or find them online. Visit their website at powersinsurance.com. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. i got Pearlie with me, and we are headed to the front nine that is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. 2022, wow, hard to even say, is going to be another great year. Norwood will deliver, and the Ascension Charity Group will be bigger and better than it was last year. Pro, I can't wait for that to happen. It is going to be, uh, hopefully this will be a staple on the PGA Tour Champions event, and uh, uh, calendar, I mean, and um, we'll get all the best players again coming to St. Louis. How is that determined, Jay? How do they re-up for a what they have three years left? Do I they have three right? years left, and then when, well, when, when do they re up for if they're going to more? Is that at, is that with yeah. two years to go, or do they wait to the end? Well, no, how does that look? I, I, everybody does it different, um, uh, kind of different paces, and um, they've already mentioned it before, and they already mentioned wanting to keep this the stability around. I think with COVID and some of the uncertainty and in the marketplace, I think they probably. Uh, I don't think they've necessarily backed off of the stance. I think there's just some other things that are probably a little more pressing for them 
uh, to uh, to handle. And so um, that's uh, I think that's where we are. But um, uh, I want to give the tip of the cap segment. Typically, it's in the uh, on the range segment, but we got uh, we got Gavin a little bit over there. The tip of the cap is brought to you by the Dean team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. That's Colin Burton. He sold you your car. He sold me the car that my daughter Joe totaled, and uh, we're working on a few other things. The tip of the cap this week is brought to you by my friends at Dean team of Kirkwood, 314-966-0303. We are, I am tipping my cap, John, to all of these charitable organizations, um, Specifically, the folks last week that got um, were the beneficiaries for the money that we raised the uh, PGA Tour or PGA Reach, sorry PGA Reach, the first tee, but then Mary Grove uh, Boys and Girls Club of St. Louis and the Urban League. There are a lo- those are a lot of volunteer driven organizations. There's a lot of people spending a lot of their personal time a lot of those 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 places are run so much on donations and and how uh, people can contribute to to help them they run on donations for sure because they have to keep going and they run on passion and uh, an awful lot of love my wife formed one years ago and it's just amazing the amount of effort but you know what it's it's also a lot of fun and passion to them so uh good for all them that's a great one to tip your cap to jay so we're we're tipping the cap and thanks uh, colin and brandy over at the dean team of kirkwood 314-966-0303 colin's got any sort of car you want i know it's uh uh, I bought a Volkswagen from him. Pearly, you've got a big uh, Toyota Tundra truck, and uh, besides that, he's a great guy to deal with. They were they were fantastic to deal with, and I, yes, I love my truck. <laughs> All right, so we were we were talking about Tiger. We were talking about John watching the way the modern day player plays and watching uh, and playing the old modern game when it, when I was on tour, you know. Um, I never played with anybody that I didn't couldn't do what they did. I might not have been as consistent. I might not have done it in a clutch, whatever, whatever. But until Tiger takes that two iron off the sea level deck at Pebble Beach and wings that thing a million miles up in the air from 275 yards and lands it softly on the back of the 18th green, is that's when I knew Houston we have a problem. You know, it'd be interesting to find out from a Colin Montgomery, from a Davis Love, from a all the other guys that he kind of brought to their knees. What was the the moment where they, their their brains went from that dogged, determined, competitive guy that didn't let other people quote get in their head, under their skin, whatever the case is, to wow. I can remember Colin Montgomery, oh, for I example, coming off. Now, obviously, I wasn't there there, but relative to the watching it on TV. And he talked about pre, pre-round. pre Hey, Tiger's a great player, but he's just a guy. He's just a human. Well, he, he was trying to figure out, I don't. by the end of the round, this guy might not be human because I didn't beat him, and I should never be able to beat him. And right. Davis Love had a similar situation. And Davis was one of the top dogs for a long time, and all of a sudden just went like, the top spot's taken. What about, what about Norman? Tiger supplanted Norman. It's world number one, and it's one of the reasons why Norman doesn't like him so much, because it was unceremoniously in your face, I'm the new kid in town, move over. It wasn't like, hey, thanks for being here. It's like, and, and I, what, what was one of the comments I heard? Someone said, it's Greg Norman. He says, yeah, but he's no Tiger Woods. 
How'd that go over with Greg? Oh, not like, not well. Okay, so let's bring it more down to our level and, and maybe a little bit more of our audience level. So maybe a different sport then. If you didn't feel that way in golf, that that was a huge advantage that you didn't feel that way in golf. That you I probably were, should have, though. As well, well, I wasn't going to bring that up. I wasn't going to bring that up. But that's, that's another one of those awareness things, Meet. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, awareness is a really good thing. Sometimes, most yeah. of the time. When it's until it's not. What about a different sport, or what about a different situation, or is that how you roll? That you don't. Yeah, that is how you roll. I can look no, at your eye not. right now. No, yeah. it's not. No. Oh my God, John. I'm playing in high school basketball. Um, you know, I'm six foot five now. I was probably six three, six three and a half. I grew a little bit once I still got the college. And I'm playing center down at St. Louis U High, and I'm who, who our, our arch rival, the DeSmet, has got Steve Stepanovich at seven foot tall. I mean, I could barely touch his elbow. And I'll never forget this. I mean, it was like I'm trying to figure out how we're going to win this game. We had a really good season my senior year. Well, I think we were probably like 21, 22, and 6, and three of those losses came to the Smet. Mm. So we're playing them, and we've got a good season going on, and there's a lot of hype. Like the U High can beat the Smet at this game, right? And I'm thinking, how are we going to do this? Because you know what it's like trying to shoot over a seven-footer. Anyway. Don't. Right. So the tip goes, guess who loses the tip? Of course. And the down comes to Smet. Well, they pass it out to, they called him Steepo at the time. They pass it out to Steepo, and he's like just outside the uh, free throw line extended. And do you remember in the day, probably did the shake and bake with the ball between your legs and did the shake and bake and then start to dribble drive? Well, he did the shake and bake on me, which didn't shake or bake me because he's was was probably the only guy on the court slower than I was in that regard. And he went to shoot a jumper from about 14 feet out, Pearl, and the ball was just right in front of my face. I just knocked it out of his hands, went down, laid it in, got fouled, and got a three-point play. We were up 3-0. Wow. Three, three you should have stopped on Carini, this spot. Careening downhill from there, Pearl, because <laughs> this man backed into me with elbows ablazing the rest of the game and pummeled my ass. Not not just injured me, he trampled me. So is the three-pointer worth it? Yeah, I think so. I think we lost by about 20. Yeah. But, John, he backed into me, and, you know, at seven feet, I, I'm weighing all of 180 pounds. He's weighing 260, and I was like, I'm trying to follow him. Yeah. I can't even follow him. You yeah. know, I turn around and try to punch him, do anything. It was, um, you know, that's when your competitive juices come in and you're really not sure what the hell is going on until it's over. And you're like, thank God that's over. Well, I think it's interesting because I think one of the key things when you tell that story that was the problem is there really wasn't a plan because h- how do we do this? So you go into this battle and there's not. I had a similar situation my senior year, and I'm up against Tim Andre, who ends up going and playing for Notre Dame. He's uh, 6'9", outweighs me by 40, 50 pounds. I'm 6'3". And, but we did have a plan, a very specific plan. And we had actually had a plan for the whole year relative to being tough, being in shape, and stuff like that. So ironically, I, I should have felt, oh, no, what are we going to do? Because, by the way, the team he played for, our school, had never beaten in its history. So there's a lot of reasons I should have felt there was no chance. Didn't have an inkling of that. And it was one of the first times in my life that I kind of I identified the importance of a plan, of the routine that we had. And the coach said early in the year, you're going to be the best conditioned and you will be physically the toughest and mentally the toughest in, in the state. 
Now, none of us knew what the heck that meant. Right. But we knew what it meant by the end of the season because we were. And I did the thing to him that, unfortunately, yours did, did to you. And I physically beat him pretty pretty bad. And I'm surprised I didn't get kicked out of the game. But we ended up winning the game and going on to the, the next uh, game in the state. But there's been plenty of times when I've walked into situations I don't have the plan. Right. And so that was that, it's that sinking feeling. And I mean, for me, it's just kind of this, it's almost a physical drain and a mental confusion. Oh which man! Is two and then bad you get things. the fear. Then you get the fear kicking in. But Pearl, we had a plan. It just didn't work. We were going to try to back in and not get. You know, they could throw the ball up to him. But if we had him kind of sandwiched in, well, hell, he just passed it over. You know, and somebody's open, and there's a lay in, and we're like, Yeah. How much? How, how slow is this game going? I mean, we just got our butts kicked. But um, he actually, Stepanovich got drafted number two overall in the NBA NBA yeah. behind Ralph Sampson. Wow. Well. I'm sure he remembers that game. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. All right, that's going to be enough for this and enough of our basketball talk. But um, we'll be back on the – where are we? We're going We're going to the back nine. Uh, this is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. If you have a car and you're struggling to get some protection for that car, let me recommend Vehicle Assurance. one 341 9255 is their number. They have been in business for over 10 years and have a 30-day money-back guarantee, which is one of the reasons why they have over 1 million satisfied customers. They are known for their painless claims process and their premium vehicle protection. So whatever that car looks like, they can help you. You can find them at VehicleAssurance.com or call them again at 866-341-9255 for a free quote. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, I know you've heard a lot about club fitting, but I need you to go visit my friends at Pro-Am Golf. They're a family-owned and operated golf discount shop in St. Louis that's been operating for over 40 years. They have a top quality fitter in CJ over there and a very qualified staff with the most up-to-date, state-of-the-art technology in the industry at all. They've got a really cool ball program coming that will help you fit your swing speed to the right ball. But most importantly, they have the lowest prices in town on this fitting. And you know what's really special? They take the price of the fitting and roll it into the new clubs that you purchase over there. So basically, the fitting costs you nothing. Visit Tom DeGrand. He's been in the business for over 40 years and a great guy. And they'll watch you hit balls in their simulator. So stop by and ask for the Delsing discount and they'll give you even more money off their already low price. That's Pro-Am Golf, a family-owned business here in St. Louis. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. Pearlie's with me. Brad Barnes, meet. He's taking good care of us here at the ESPN Studios, and we are headed to the Back Nine that's brought to you by Ed Fogelbach and the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. 314-398-0101. 
He's your insurance guy. You need him, give Ed a call, and he will help you today. He is in his family work in that agency. Um, so this happens to be our holiday, hol- hello, our Halloween edition. Pearl, we're going right to golf horror stories. What do you got? Golf horror stories. Well, there's several names we could talk about. Uh, We've talked about Ian Baker Finch, Hunter Mahan, Chip Beck, some folks like that where it just kind of went away. They kind of Uh, ghosted. They they kind of turned into a ghost. Anthony Kim. Probably the biggest name to walk away from the game injury-wise, but all this money on the table. We can talk about that a little bit. It's it just remarkable. So you want to talk about that, the kind of ghosts and then horror stories of, of, yeah. of being so on the just, golf course. Let's just give a little background to Anthony Kim. Anthony Kim, I think, stopped playing at 29 years old. He was an absolute bonafide star. Uh, hadn't quite lived up to the super, superstar uh uh, level that we thought he would, but hell, he he won three or four or five tournaments on the tour. He made over twelve million dollars. He wound up hurting his thumb and walked away because he decided to pull the parachute, pull the cord on the ten million dollar insurance uh, disability policy that only gets reneged if he plays on tour one more time. Oh, my gosh. I would just hope that – I don't want to hope that his thumb's terrible, but I'm hoping he really can't play because what a missed opportunity for – I mean, $10 million is a lot of money, but he already made a bunch. He's going to make a whole, 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 whole bunch more. And I'm not sure – I'm. why do you say he wasn't – he didn't quite hit the pinnacle or wasn't superstardom? I mean, he was Ryder Cupper. He had won tournaments. What was missing from your perspective? And maybe uh, 29, little, he wasn't there yet. Yeah, exactly. I think probably just a little more of that consistency, just a little more of him being there that often. He had a, he had a, a, a as I recall, a really, really super low period, which is not all that unusual. But, you know, they were thinking that he was, you know, going to knock off, you know, a tournament or two or three every year. With, well, he, with and he was he so was. fun to watch, Jake. He was almost a like a street fighter type of a guy. No he, he just attacked the golf course and played the game differently, which always kind of piques our interest, right? Because we like that guy that tries something different and not being the proverbial regular tour pro type of guy. Really, there's no regulars out there. But, I mean, you know what I'm, what I, what I'm talking about. So I think that's unfortunate. What about your buddy? Ian Baker Finch. What 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 kind of went on with that so, story? So number five in the world had just won the British Open and was really trying to get a little longer off the tee. He's a beautiful hands around the green, great wedge player, wonderful putter, and went to see David Ledbetter to try to lengthen his swing to let to, to get a little more length off the tee, and wound up never playing again. Really. For the most part, I'll never forget playing in the 95 British Open, and I'm watching these throng of people. I'm on the inward half going down number 15. He's on the outward half going down number three. And you know how those fairways mm-hmm. are adjacent down there? And I see this uh, from a distance. I see this player and caddy break away from this massive crowd. It was Baker, Finch, Norman, and Arnold Palmer. Wow. And the, there were just millions of people out there. It seemed like there was probably 20,000, 30,000 following him. And Finchie starts walking across the green, you know, in the distance and coming across our fairway. He's driven it on number three up against the fence to the left on 15, all the way across our fairway. It's 
85, 90 yards away from the fairway. Wow. And I said, Finchie, what the hell are you doing, bud? And he said, mate, let me just put it to you this way. Best drive of the day. Wow. Because on the first hole at St. Andrews, he hit it out of bounds. You can't do it. Where is that? Left. Like? Remember he said his hat blew off? He said his hat blew blew off. After he hit it or before he hit it? He said before he hit it, it kind of distracted him. But <laughs> And that's too bad because super, super nice guy. Oh, how yeah, about how about Hunter Mahon? What's going on there? I'm not really sure with Hunter. Because there's again a Ryder Cupper. Yep. Very, very consistent. But you know what, Pearl? Certain people, you know, the age thing hits different golfers at different times. And so, you know, Hunter's on the backside of 40 now. And well, now, but I mean, there was a drop-off multiple years ago right. from, again, Ryder Cup. I wonder, because he had a tough time at one of the Ryder Cups coming down the stretch. I wonder if it was something like that. That was the one that uh, our buddy Corey Pavin was the uh, uh, captain. captain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he kind of laid the sod over a uh, basic little chip out in front of, pitch out in front of the, the last hole and uh, made his bogey and... Um, I mean, that's not exactly why we lost that Ryder Cup. No, but I'm but, just, I wonder if it's things like that. You know, you hear prize fighters. Uh, uh, Leonard said once upon a time when he f- first got knocked down, he's like, What is this? I've never been knocked down before. So, right. whatever their version of being knocked down is, uh, it's tough to get up from some of that. All of a sudden, there's a whole new dynamic in the game that you're like, Well, wait a second. That. I don't know how to deal with that. That hasn't happened before. Pearl, in terms of horror stories, nothing sticks out in my mind more than John Vonneville and what mm. happened at, at Carnoustie at the British Open. Nothing sticks out in my mind. But is there anything in your mind where you watch this? Are, are you been, you're, I mean, me playing the Ascension Charity Classic and, and getting the shanks in the middle of the second round is my personal lowest that I felt on the golf course. And well, I've been low. I've been lower than some rocks that I've. Yeah, there was tried. just a different. There was a different level of low. We we talked about it a little yeah. bit, and, and as your friend and caddy, it was it was heartbreaking. So there's 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 no escaping, which I guess would be the horror, right? Isn't that the horror of those dreams when somebody's chasing you and you can't get away, you can't run fast? See, and I don't ever have any of those oh, things. I, like I've that. had those a couple times. My oh wife my has gosh. them like twice a week. Oh so. my gosh, I don't have those. Um, but uh, I, I so when you think of. What is stuff that you've I mean, Jim Nelford could call the Hale Irwin victory at the Pebble Beach thing a horror story because Hale duck hooks this ball into the Pacific Ocean and somehow it ricochets out into the fairway. He makes birdie on that 18th hole and then beats him in a playoff. So sorry about not knowing the name here, but I'm thinking you're going to remember his name because he was a buddy of yours. Coming down the stretch, he's got a chance to win. He says on national TV, this Great is just, this, this is this is just this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. It's so fantastic. Then what happened? He laid the sod over his five iron in the middle of the lake on uh, 18 <laughs> at, at uh, uh, Doral, the Blue Monster. So, this is what it's all about. He looked right at the camera, said, this is what it's all about, goes through his routine, and laid the cheese right over it. Ball didn't go. He was trying to go. 190 yards and went 70. So another one, and you played with this gentleman, and it was nice to see him uh, playing again after he's been real sick with COVID. Mark Kalkovecchia coming down in the uh, war on the shore, coming down in the uh, in the Ryder Cup. Oh, my gosh. And Were you working that Ryder Cup? No, no, I was not. That was 92, I think, Pearl, at the War of the Shore. Dave Stockton was the— uh, But they were grinding. They were going. They had, they had kind of everything that they wanted, and then you got a guy who was kind of known to just be—he's just going to hit his cut, and it's going to just be fine, and nothing bothers this guy, and then all of a sudden— Shake a pot of us. Shake a pot of us. And that was tough for him. That was tough for him. You remember? He left the team and had tears. and Yeah. Oh, man. 
that's when you start thinking about this, what about Greg Norman's Masters mm-hmm. collapse when he's five strokes up? And yeah, but it, it happened to with his buddy Faldo, so I'm sure it didn't bother him that much. That's true. At least he probably took, <laughs> took a little solace in the fact that, that Nick won another green jacket. Oh, my gosh. What about uh, Scott Hoke oh. missing that oh. little tiny putt? Remind, do you, do you, remind do me. Do you who... realize what happened there? No, that's when why people... I, know, I know you so, can remind me, but so tell they're, me. They're in a playoff. Scott Hoke is in a playoff with Sir Nick Faldo. And let's just say that's what it was. Sir Nick is not everybody's favorite. Let's just say that. All right? just say we'll just suffice it at that. And and Scott gets up on the 10th hole, because you're not Augusta. They turn you right over to number 10, and you mm-hmm. start your playoff there. And he's got 18 inches to win the Masters. And misses it. And you know what bothered most people? Was that he missed it, so Fowler gets the win? Exactly. And yep. I've heard some pretty good players out there through the years, obviously not going to name any names, Went like, had that not happened, you you wouldn't know who Sir Nick Faldo is. Exactly, exactly. But it did happen, and, and isn't do. that how it's interesting? It's exactly. And Nick's won. What Nick won? Five majors. Yeah. Yep. Pretty amazing. Yep. That's interesting. I've heard that so many times. Had it not been for Scott Hoke missing that two footer, you may not have ever heard of Sir Nick. So, uh, I had multiple uh, horror stories and uh, personals. Personals. We got to hold on to, to them because we're going to get those on the 19th hole. All right. Come back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Marcon Appliance Parts Company needs to recognize the sponsors, staff, and volunteers who made the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic in St. Louis a huge success. Without the tireless effort of hundreds of dedicated people this past year, this PGA Champions Tour event could not have achieved the success it did. The winner in golf is the person with the lowest score. But the big winner of this event is the people and communities of need in the St. Louis area and the tremendous boost to the St. Louis economy as a whole. Well played by everyone who put in the time to make this a wonderful event. It's great to live in your community. Marcon Appliance Parts Company is based in St. Louis, Missouri and is the largest distributor of major appliance parts in North America and a proud distributor of General Electric Parts. Hey guys, I know you've heard golf is booming and it really is. There are more people playing golf today than ever before. And you know who else is doing great? My friends at Whitmore Country Club, I don't know if you know about their membership, but if you join at Whitmore Country Club, there's 90 holes. They give you access to the links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and the Missouri Bluffs. And the cart fees are included in the membership, so you're not going to get dinged for a cart fee. There's no food or beverage minimums, no assessments, no nothing. Just great golf, great places to eat. They have a large pool complex, three tennis courts. They've got a kid's club. You can drop your children off. You and your significant other, your wife, can go out, play a little golf. You can call them at 636-926-9622. And when you go over there, poke your head in the golf shop and say hi to my friend Bummer. He is terrific. He wants to help you with your game, and he'll show you around. This is Jay Delsing, and our Gateway PGA Spotlight this week is... My personal shout out to these men and women that are spending the the their golf season here in St. Louis is is coming to a close. Unfortunately, the weather's going to get colder. But from gosh, April to November, these men and women have been logging massive amounts of hours behind the scenes, uh, doing so many great things for we golfers to enhance our experience. And I just want to thank them, um, Jason. Marcinek 
is the new director of golf over at Norwood Hills, and we just hired Brandon Smith. So we have Smitty now as our head professional at Norwood. And a huge shout-out to Norwood and the staff for for getting such a – it's like a dream team over there with uh, with great people, and the Norwood me- membership is going to greatly benefit. I know we've had Jerry Tucker – I'm sorry, we've had Mike Tucker on the uh, – Spotlight, and there's some great stuff happening at Bell Reve. The, the uh, uh, BMW tournament is uh, coming to St. Louis in 2026, and there's rumblings about the um, President's Cup coming to Bell Reve in 2030. So, uh, really excited about that. Um, but th- folks, just think about it this way: whether maybe you live in the city, maybe you don't, maybe you live in in Union or Pacific or somewhere that's a little more outskirtish and you have, you know, just your golf course that you go to, chances are that the guys that are hanging out there are part of this PGA of America um, uh, association. And they're all working and doing things to try to enhance the golf experience. And so the the year's coming to an end. I just want to give them a, a nice big shout out, a thank you. Thanks for being part of the show. And thanks for all you do. And Another part of the Gateway section is Ozzie Smith, who just had his gala with Johnny Bench, and they had a big event over at Bell Reve, and they sold it out again. So Allie Wells and her staff, they're just, they're just doing great stuff. So golf's in a great place right now in St. Louis, and I want to thank all those guys for being part of the show and for doing what they do. Thank you, St. Louis, for making the first annual Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson a record-breaking success. The golf was incredible, your enthusiasm unmatched, and the only thing that will last longer than the memories is the impact you've made on North St. Louis County charities. To our sponsors, volunteers, and fans, thank you for welcoming golf's greatest legends and bringing professional golf back to St. Louis with record attendance. See you next year at the Ascension Charity Classic. Hey, Jay Delsing here for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Do you want to have a more consistent golf swing? Hell, I know I sure do. SSM Health Physical Therapy's golf program has Titleist Performance Institute certified physical therapists trained to assess your movement patterns, your mobility, and your stability to help make your golf swing more efficient and repeatable. They can help your golf game. There's 80 locations in the St. Louis area. 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. Let your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach, put his experience to work for you. Ed Fogelbach proudly serves St. Louis area families and businesses and is ready to review your existing policies or provide a no-obligation quote today. Call the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101 to get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. I'm with my buddy Joe Sheezer from USA Mortgage. Hey, Jay, how are you? Doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for the support of the show. Ah, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, congratulations. This is uh, your third year, and we're really proud to be a sponsor all three years since the very beginning. It's a great show, and we look forward to it every Sunday morning. Well, thanks a bunch. Tell us just a little bit about USA Mortgage and what you can do for people. Well, USA Mortgage is a uh, ESOP. It's an employee-owned company. 
So over a thousand families here in St. Louis work for the company. So if you want an opportunity to patronize a, a local company, please call USA Mortgage 314-628-2015 and I'll be more than happy to sit down with you, go over your options, discuss all the different programs that are available and give you an opportunity to support a local company. That's awesome, Joe. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Hey, welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearly, you still hanging in there? We got we got Halloween horror stories, baby. Golf Halloween horror stories. But before we do that, the 19th hole is brought to you by our friends at Pro-Am Golf. We got to get over there and get our fitting with CJ. They have the lowest prices in town. All of the state-of-the-art equipment that we need. We need to get ourselves over there and take a look at our clubs and see where the hell we are and where we're not. Uh, family-owned business, been around for over 40 years, 314-647-8054. All right, Pearl, horror stories. Well, now I'm thinking about my personal horror stories, and there's too many of them, and then Meat brings up one that we were talking about over a beer about a month ago, so I'm not even (laughs) sure. I'm a little little overwhelmed right now on uh, which one I can even tell, because now that I'm thinking about it, they're so numerous. When I think about mine and the Ascension Charity Classic, and then I think about yours with the missing the tea time one, I think yours is worse. Well, it was worse because it was missing the tea time that had I played like Broken 80, which I think I could have done that yeah. day, um, that was to get uh, uh, into the finals of tour school. So that was a tough that was a tough miss. So you mean basically because you missed that, that last round, you only had to wait another year to try it again? Yeah, other than that. It wasn't yeah, that bad. It wasn't that big yeah. of a deal. Oh, my God. What was that night like for you? I was it beer? It wasn't. It wasn't. An, it was pretty early in the morning. I'd run across. I think I told you guys run across the street in my PJs to make the phone call to confirm what time I was, which it was going to be about two o'clock. And I'm calling at seven o'clock in the morning, and they said, "No, no, you're taking off in 15 minutes." And I was 60 minutes away, and uh, so <laughs> I was. Sho- I was in shock. I went back to my room. I laid on my bed. And I, I don't think I started like crying, but I just like you started just sweating. Whimper, started whimper sweating. Like, well, here's here's part of the deal. Here's part of the deal. I've got a half dozen sponsors at the time. They're all following me, you know, in the newspaper and stuff, right? Because that's you didn't, right, didn't follow right, on right. internet there wasn't back then. Any in the in the in the newspaper. So I'm thinking now, what am I supposed to say? Oh, I missed my, t- I missed my tea time. What are you twelve? You know what you know what it was, Pearl? It's what. What I thought of during the ascension, you need to, you should have feigned an injury. <laughs> like you should have said, like I had mental, an epileptic like a, seizure uh, okay. or something. It was something seizure. emotional and mental. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Or yeah. you had, um, you know, something like that. Some, some distant. Well, when you prepare for, because I, I did, I did a pretty good job for a lot of things. Physically was there, worked on my game, had a game plan, instead of pla- prepared for everything. I didn't prepare for missing my tea time. No, I didn't prepare, and I. I, I, can we change the subject? I can't imagine. Yeah, let's do. Let's change the subject. I just can't imagine what that night was like. I might have just gone and found Uncle Tito somewhere, you know, and just I don't know what I would have done. I probably wouldn't have. That that's really not. How anyway. about how about you? Other than Ascension, what what have you seen or what have you experienced? What's another story or two that got oh, you? Oh man, uh, I've had so many Sunday rounds that disappointed me. You know, I can't. Nothing seems to jump out i i had a great record in the q school i think i was like 
other than the fact that I had to go to it so often, which makes it not great. I think I was like six for seven. I think every time I made it to, I went to the finals, I made it through. But um, I remember one time you were on national TV, out east. I'm not going to remember the name of the course, I don't think. Is that Hartford? Hartford. Yep. Yes, it was. And you bombed it on the 18th hole on national TV oh, yeah. and drove it like past everybody oh, for it. forever. I one of those drives where everything clicked and I had, the day before I had like an eight iron in from 155 yards and this day I had like 82 yards. And I can remember Ken Venturi, they were yep. just kind of going to yep. get ready to go off in commercial and Ken Venturi's like, look at where he's driven this ball. And then you knocked it, I think, way over the green. Yeah, because my ball was... In the divot on the downside of the couldn't fair. get to it. No, you know Ken didn't bring that up. I no, remember. nobody did brought that up. I, my entire family's like, "What the hell happened on 18? I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, there's another time as long as we're on you. Yeah, uh, you're coming down at, at Pebble. Was it the U.S. Open and you were in the hunt coming down Pebble in 16? Oh man, what a finish! That's brutal. So I'm See, coming. I, mean, I can do it. To him I'm too. coming. I'm coming down. I I start off my Sunday round at Pebble Beach, and I'm four under after seven holes. This is a 92. Tom Kite wins a tournament. Tough We're conditions. Thinking, tough oh, conditions. Man, we get off the seventh, and the wind starts blowing 45 miles an hour. Now you're, I mean, okay. So here here we go. And I I I think I double bogeyed eight. Bogey nine and I, and and, and all, I how mean, do you play him with that much weight? Right. I mean, so that's... I am just I am fighting and scratching to, to to hang on. But all those early birdies I logged are still really good. Nobody's shooting even par, and I'm still under par. And I get to sixteen. I don't know this at the time, but you know you get a sense you're in a good spot. I if I can make three pars, which would have been monumental, paring seventeen alone. But but sixteen wasn't that hard. It's just not that long a hole. If I make three pars, I'm in the Masters. So wow. I'm going to finish somewhere that like eighth or fifth, whatever that whatever that was, right? And I get up on on sixteen and just hit a stinker. Pull this stupid ball about three yards into the rough. Stupid which ball. Is, yeah. Stupid I pulled ball. this stupid player pulled this <laughs> wonderful ball into the left rough, and I had to lay up. So I chip it down into the valley, sand divot, Mm. from about 48 yards. You know where I hit the next one? I needed a fire truck to lower me down into the bunker because I hit it right under the lip of that massive bunker. You know what I made? I made a touchdown and a field and, and an extra point. I made seven from from a hole that took. Oh my god! And then I got to number seventeen, and we're adding this up, bro. This hole is two hundred and forty. I'll never forget this. It's two hundred and forty-six yards. The flag stick is way in the back left, and the pin and the wind is blowing left to right, forty miles an hour. And they look at my cat. He looks at me. and goes, "What are you gonna hit?" I go, "I don't have a club for this shot." Cause my, you know, and that was in the day, pro. I was, I was probably the best player on tour with a one iron. Mm. I hit one irons a lot, and I hit a one iron. I'm like, there's no, I can't get my one iron there. So I sent it out to the right and tried to hook it back into the oh, wind, no. and it just stayed over to the right. <laughs> but I wasn't gonna wing that thing right. over the ocean. Well. And I and I made a bogey there, and then I think I parred 18, and 18 was kind of playing down and cross. It should have been an easy, and I think either par bogeyed 18. I wound up finishing like. Nothing memorable. 25th was my best finish in a major, but it was so damn disappointing because I played my last three holes like four over. Mm. 
And if I could have made a cut, Pearl, the last four hours of tea times on television, how many people hit the 17th green? Two. None. None. How could you want to Tom Kite like hit that? it in the front bunker and got it up and down. Which is probably the place to hit it. Who was thinking that? Yeah. Tom I Kite. sure so was Tom it. Kite. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's when Colin Montgomery, I don't know if you remember this, he finished before the wind started blowing and got in at even par. And they were saying, this is going to be your U.S. Open champ. Because wow. the court, the, but Kite chipped in like twice and was holding putts all over the place and just played his ass off. Yes, he did. Tough. Brutally tough conditions. Really, really fun. Well, Halloween, baby. It's time time to get going. Yep. Time to get going. So the horror stories, you know, horror kind of goes with the game. You know what I mean? It's, it's Maybe perfect. that's the issue. It's perfect to have a horror story in the 19th hole because that's where – What's that's what the 19th hole's for? You get a little cocktail, get yourself a nice ultra from the boys at, at Anheuser-Busch, and drown your sorrows and start telling those stories. I remember the time that Steve Payton and I were drowning our sorrows in the in the bar at, at Greensboro, our fresh our rookie year on the PGA Tour, and Lanny Watkins said, hey, you guys rookies were like, yeah. And he said, uh, listen, half the guys out here don't care. The other half wish all of the stories you're telling were twice as bad. Just get out of here. And I looked at Peter, I'm like, he can't kick us out of the bar, can he? Peter's like, no. So we didn't leave. But anyway. Yeah, Pearl, another show in the books. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing those horror stories. Yikes. We could write some books. and Yes, we could. We could, we could still, still kind of use a Kleenex every now and again. But uh, me, thanks for taking great care of us. And we will be back next week. The calendar turns to November next week. This For more golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis.